I was very young, maybe about 15 years old, maybe even younger. And I was sitting alone in the kitchen and I had one of those little pocket Bibles reading the book of Revelation, believe it or not. And um, uh, it was the first chapter and uh, one of the first verses that read, uh, Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things written in it, for the time is near. And uh, when I read this, my eyes began to well up. You know, I, I didn't know it then, but I know it now. I know it now because I can remember it so vividly. And uh, I, I believe with all my heart that God touched my heart through his word back then. Way, you know, I was, like I said, I was a kid. Uh, I wonder, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, if you can remember a particular time in your life when God touched your heart. Maybe you didn't know it then. You know, when you think about it, you didn't know it then, but you know it now. You weren't sure, maybe you never spent too much time thinking about it, but if you really did think about it, you know, you probably were not at church. You don't have to be at church. You know, you can be a single mom, you know, washing dishes, you know, listening to uh, Greg Laurie on the radio, you know, and God can touch your heart, you know. Something happened inside of you, and you know it was God. I, I, I don't mean when you, you know, said the sinner's prayer in a church service or something formal like that. But you do remember, you know, when, uh, that it was a genuine experience, and you, you probably never even told anybody about it. It was, it was that minute. It was that brief. But you look back now, if you're like me, and you know it was gone. Hello, I'm Mike Gomez, and welcome to House Top Gospel. Today, we're talking about the doctrine of regeneration. A sovereign act in which God initiates a love relationship between us and himself. Remember, it was God that loved us first. Regeneration is a secret act upon which God imparts spiritual life to us. Before we can move forward in saving faith. And with that, let's begin with Regeneration on the Housetop Gospel Podcast. Wayne Grudem, uh, I'm a big fan of Wayne Grudem, and he defines regeneration as a secret act of God in which he imparts spiritual life in us. And this is sometimes called being born again. Regeneration is a work totally of God, like justification. You know, that's all God. It's all Him. It's not us. The Apostle John 
says it like this. He says, But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God who were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. John chapter 1, verse 12. John specifies not of the will of man, but of God. Yes, we have free will, of course. But our free will can't bring about spiritual birth. Scripture indicates that we are passive when it comes to regeneration. For example, you know, we didn't choose to be born into this world, did we? It just happened. Without our consent, our free will had no say-so in the matter. And so it is with regeneration. We are entirely passive to our spiritual birth. It is all God's doing. James chapter 1, verse 18 says, Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Peter says, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy, has caused us to be born again. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. The prophet Ezekiel said, And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit, and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. Ezekiel 36, 25 to 27. This is called the sovereignty of God. Regeneration comes before saving faith. We could not be able to respond to God's call in faith unless God regenerates us first. In other words, God must initiate and give us spiritual life for us to respond to him. This is where some evangelicals would disagree and believe that faith comes before regeneration, but Scripture indicates regeneration must go before we are able to respond to God. Regeneration is one of those things where God works in mysterious ways. But one thing that is not mysterious is that we were dead in trespasses and sins in which we we once walk following the course of this world following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of our body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love, with which he loved us even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace we have been saved. Ephesians chapter 2. How or when or where, we don't know. It is invisible. We don't see what happens in the invisible spirit realm where God lives and generates spiritual life in us. We just know that it happened. It's like when the Lord Jesus says, 
The wind blows, you hear its sounds, but you don't know where it comes or where it goes. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. John 3.8 With regeneration, we were spiritually dead in trespasses and sins. Spiritually dead, not physically dead, okay? Spiritually dead in trespasses and sins. At one moment we're dead, and the next moment we're alive to God. For some, we don't know how, and we don't know when this occurs. It could, it could happen. As I said earlier, uh, you can be a single mom washing the dishes, you know, right there at the kitchen sink. And she fills the presence of God. That's the sovereignty of God. Or perhaps a child at school. It could be during a crisis in the family, perhaps a loss of a loved one. You can be sitting in a jail cell. Or you can be a janitor mopping or sweeping on the 40th floor listening to Billy Graham on the radio. Or you can be like me, sitting all alone in the kitchen and in op- opening up a, a Bible for the first time. We might, we might not feel God at that moment, but rest assured... God sees you, and he loves you. God has his eye on the sparrow, as it were, and he loves you. Regeneration is the touch of God. Its effects can be evident in a relatively short time, or it could be over a process of time and take several seasons. Still, if it is genuine regeneration, the change will become evident over time and patterns of behaviors and desires pleasing to God will show in their character. It's like God puts this open door in front of you. Now, you and your free will can choose to walk on by And you can choose to go in the door and become born again. Jesus said, I am the door. Remember? The results of regeneration usually can be seen immediately in their life. Or for others, the change will come over some time. But the difference will be obvious. The born-again person will start practicing saving faith. Now, we'll talk more about saving faith, which is very important, in another uh, podcast. But usually, the signs will be a desire to read your Bible, for example, to learn how to pray, to go to church, a desire to fellowship with other Christians, a desire to, for Christian worship, a sincere desire to be obedient to God and His Word. Regeneration is before saving faith. Now, I had mentioned earlier that many Christians believe that faith comes before regeneration, and that's fine. This, is, this isn't a debate here. But the reason for that might be because we can't see regeneration. Remember, it is a mystery. This is a sovereign work of God. 
We don't know when, we don't know where, we don't know how it happens because we don't see it. But what we do see is the evidence of it. We see the love for God, the turning from sin, the hunger for God's word, attendance in church, love for worship, and making Christians uh, Christian friends. All of that is the visible. That's the visible part. Regeneration is the invisible part. Again, the Lord says, the wind blows, you hear its sound, but you don't know from where it comes or where it goes. And so it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. John chapter 3, verse 8. Genuine regeneration must and will bring results in life. Whoever practices sinning is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the very beginning. The Son of God appeared to destroy the works of the devil. No one born of God practices sin, for God's seed abides in him, and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. 1 John 3, 9. So, what John is saying is that the person who is regenerated or born again has this eternal, immortal, life-generating power within him now. In other words, God's seed is within him. And from that point on, that person has the potential to live a life free from a life of continual sin. Does that mean that that person will be perfect from that point on and, and live without ever sinning again? Of course not. But the person will not continue indulging in sin. They, they will not continue practicing sinning. Instead of living of a life bent on sin, they will be on a straight, and, and a straight path of obedience toward Christ and Scripture. John says, if you know that he is righteous, you may be sure that everyone who practices righteousness has been born of him. John is saying here that no one born of God continues to practice sin, but everyone born of God or regenerated begins to practice righteousness. That's why church is so important. Men's discipleships and Bible studies and, you know, women's events, you know. Where else would we practice righteousness? A genuine result of being regenerated would, should be Christ-like love for one another. You know, you love your brother, your other Christian friends. This is why it is essential to practice righteousness. It comes with practice. It doesn't just you know, happen. You know, the, the hardest thing is to love your neighbor, especially if you have a hard time with your neighbor. It takes practice. It takes time. It takes trial. It takes error. You know, but, but it's, it's the love for God, the first commandment, to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all your strength, with all your mind. John says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. 1 John 4, 4, 7. 
another effect of being regenerated or born again is overcoming this world. You know, this, this corrupt and crazy world. You know, this, this, it, it is so vile. It is so violent. You know, it, I mean, there is so much trouble. It's so costly. There's so much hardship and suffering in this world. It is so deceitful and unfair. It is full of pitfalls. John says this. He says, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. You know, and, and, and John says that his commandments are not burdensome. Why? Because he's showing us the way. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes this world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. Our faith in Jesus Christ. Who is the one that overcomes this world? The one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. And of course, you know, Paul, he speaks of the fruits of the Spirit. You know, from a regenerated person, a born-again person. You know, and the fruits of the Spirit are, are love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. You know, all of these things need to be practiced. You know, they don't, don't think that they just come naturally. These, these things are unnatural and they need to be practiced. They need to be put into practice. And that's what we do as Christians. Because when we're, when we're born again, I mean, we still have the same, same temperaments. We still have the same bad habits. We're still that same person. You know, but we have to learn how to, as, as one of the fruits of the Spirit that I just mentioned, is self-control. Take control. Okay, so um, uh, we're done here. But uh, with uh, Wayne Grudem in his book, Systematic Theology, I just love this man. Uh, he says, uh, genuine regeneration or being born again can only come about by the Holy Spirit working within us and giving us new life. Do you hear that? It is God, the Holy Spirit, that gives us new life. And the evidence is a genuine love for his people, a heartfelt obedience to uh, Jesus and his commands. And Christ-like character traits that Paul calls the fruits of the Spirit demonstrated consistently over some time in a person's life and cannot be produced by Satan or the natural man or woman working in his or her own strength. This can only be done by the Holy Spirit working within us. Okay, so uh, until next time... Thank you for listening, and uh, God bless.